Today's guest on Home Care Heroes is Becky Real. She's the executive director at For Papa's Sake Home Care, and they're the number one rated home care agency in 2022 by Home Care Pulse. Becky's going to talk about setting boundaries and achieving work-life balance as a home care agency owner. Enjoy. Welcome to the Home Care Heroes podcast, featuring trending topics and practical wisdom for success in home care. Here's your host, Ken Accardi. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of the Home Care Heroes podcast. My guest today is Becky Real, and she's the executive director of For Papa's Sake. We're just going to jump right into it. Becky, first of all, thank you for being on the podcast today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So tell us your home care journey. Tell us a little bit about your story and For Papa's yeah. Sake and, you know, just like how did you get there from, you know, from here or how did yeah. you get here from there? <laughs> well, it's not where I thought I'd be, um, but Papa was actually my grandfather, uh, and he had a tragic end of life at a nursing home. So when he passed away, before he passed away, we saw all the gaps in care, all the the, the shortages at the nursing home, you know, 15, 20 years ago. This is nothing new. And we saw that our elders were not being treated the way they really deserve to be treated. So when he passed away, we wanted to do something to keep his legacy alive and to be able to help families. So we started for Papa's sake over 13 years ago, and it was never intended to be a big agency, but people really gravitated towards the name and towards the why behind for Papa's sake. It was always a passion project for us. And over the years, we've just organically grown over the years based on our performance, based on the feedback from the community, based on the community outreach we've done. And I'm proud to say because of all the hard work we've thrown into it, we were just rated the number one agency in all of North America from Home Care Pulse. So we're doing something right. And we're really proud of the work we do. Unbelievable. So that's a great story. And, um, you know, we're sorry that things didn't go well for Papa, but we're also, you know, so happy that you're able to make it such a better experience for other folks. Okay. So interestingly, I mean, you chose as the podcast topic today that we should talk about balance. And, you know, we're talking about work-life balance, family balance, and all that kind of thing. So I guess let's start with what is balance and why should home care agency owners be interested in hearing about balance? So I think any home care owner, employee, anyone that works in the office knows that there, there is no balance, that we are taking care of so many people. We're taking care of elderly clients or clients in need. We're taking care of the family members that are part of that support system. And we're taking care of our caregivers. So there's not a lot of time for you to take care of yourself. And we always use that metaphor of if you don't, if you, if you, Put the oxygen mask on yourself first, because if, if you can't, if you're not taken care of and you can't take care of anybody else, and it's taken us a while to get to where we are, but if, if I, I realized at one point, if I was not finding that balance, if I was not taking care of myself, I felt like I was going to break and I knew I was no longer going to be able to take care of other people. So over the past few years, we've really honed in on that work-life balance, that self-care, how do you do that? Why do you do that? And for me, it's working out. For me, it's getting to the gym every day, whether it was a group class or just going for a walk. That's what I needed. And I wasn't able to do that. I would be on my way to the gym and a caregiver would call in sick, or I would be in class and there'd be an emergency and I'd have to leave a class. And it was 
I, I was, I was getting to the point where I was, I was going to have a mental breakdown. Um, and that's where I realized once I was able to establish that work-life balance, I'm able to take care of so many more people and day in, day out, be able to come in and do it and feel refreshed. And it's really been life-changing. Okay. So you went through this. So then like, so you definitely realize you have a need. I mean, we're on the verge of a breakdown. We're really just kind of saying, you know, hey, we do this. It's a passion project. It's all about Papa. But now it's kind of like our work-life balance just isn't there. We're on the verge of a breakdown. And you realize that you had the need to establish this balance. And you kind of jumped ahead to, I mean, one of the important things is that you get to the gym and you get that me time and that sort of thing. But I mean, did you just figure this out on your own or did you get any inspiration along the way? No, it was definitely, I always believe hire people smarter than yourself. Okay. So I, I've had, I've had some really great leaders on my team throughout the years that have really helped me figure out where we are today. Um, I've also looked at leaders, um, just corporate leaders. So Howard Schultz is a big one that I've really followed and watched him grow Starbucks over the years, but it took a lot of trial and error and it's still not perfect, but I can go to class every day and I can spend time with my family. I have two little kids at home. I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old. So I can spend time with them now and not worry so much about the back end office. Uh, but it, it, it's a group effort and it's an ever-changing, evolving system that you need to figure out what works for you because not every system is going to be the same for every agency. Perfect. So I have my dog barking here, just showing here we are in, in real life. So I do apologize <laughs> for that, but it'll, I'm sure be part of the podcast at this point. So, okay. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, you kind of said that you got help and mm -hmm. you talked about, you know, two different sources. I mean, somewhere you surrounded yourself with good people that were part of your organization, but then you mentioned Howard Schultz, the head of Starbucks. And I take it that, you know, Howard is not your personal friend or life coach that is spending mm -hmm. time with you. So, so it looks like you got, you know, both um, hands-on help from, you know, getting good people on your staff to work with mm -hmm. you, but then you also went to inspiration and like, and how did Howard Schultz help you? So there's two books. He's written a few books. There's two books that have really, I've read a few times and they've been the inspiration behind how I run my business. The first is pour your heart into it. And the second is it's not about the copy. What I love about those books is they, again, they talk about the why, and the heart behind any company. If there's no heart, if there's no why, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, they go into talking about people over profit. So if you take care of your people, if you make them feel respected, you pay them well. And surprisingly, it's not always about the pay. It's about letting people feel empowered, letting people feel important and making them, letting them make a difference in the, in the lives of others in the company and giving them a voice. Surprisingly, that's actually been more of a, a way to incentivize people, I feel like. Um, but I got that from, from those books, um, how to build trust, how to build trustworthiness. For us, we're very transparent, even when, even when people don't want to hear what we have to say. There's no other way to do this other than being honest. But I got those from, from Howard Schultz. Yeah, fantastic. And I mean, there is a, um, you know, kind of business mogul guy called um, Simon Sinek, right? And he's mm, the one the, who the, is the, the you know, like the, the what's your why kind of thing. Yep. So I've heard you, I mean, we uh, we spoke for a couple 
minutes before we recorded and you mentioned, you know, kind of do it from the heart and yep. finding your why. And if, for somebody who's hearing that for the first time, I mean, do you have like any example of like the difference between my what and my why? And like, how do you talk about that in the agency? So it's funny. I send that video to my team here in the office all the time with the circle and the why in the center. And I consistently have them tell me their, their what and their why. For me, the what is our community. It's it's Papa. It's the community. It's it's all the Papas. It's all the Papas. My why is my family. I have two little kids that are named after Papa. His name was Harry. Um, and I have a little boy named Harry. His name's Harrison, but we call him Harry and a, and a girl, Hazel. And they're both named after him. And they're every day I look at them and they're my why. They're why I get up every morning and work really hard to show them what hard work can look like. Um, but we use that, uh, that Ted talk quite a bit here. And I do share it with a lot of people because if you don't have that, again, you're going to burn out. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. And those wrong reasons are going to tell at some point in your career. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Okay. So now we have, let's kind of jump ahead. So we have some boundaries in place and you're making your gym time. And when that caregiver calls in these days, now that you've grown, you know, you're probably not the one going to the client's home anymore, you know, you're still able to go to the gym, you might need to do a couple of things, but you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure in the early days of, you know, Hey, I'm going to do this, you know, you're on your way to the gym and the phone did ring and things like that. So what have you learned along the way about like sticking to those boundaries and, you know, making it so it can really work. It's not just yeah. a drawing a, a, a mental line in the sand, but it's something that you're really yeah. making happen. So I think for us, it's two things. It's, being proactive and anticipating what might happen. And this doesn't come overnight. It takes time to learn with when it comes to the caregivers and the clients learning the what to look for. Um, and then the other part of that, I would say, would be, um, you know, I'm still very involved. I still know what's happening all the time with our team, but I have a great team here at the office that they rotate who's available and on call. Um, and even from the caregiver standpoint, we always have somebody available for those emergencies, which we never used to be able to do, but it's being proactive. It's anticipating the needs of others and getting ahead of it before it becomes a problem. That's really helped us establish a lot of that work-life balance. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, I mean, once you get to a certain size, then you could, you know, afford the staff and you could, you know, make certain things. And if it's not everybody, you know, it's, it's not, you've, shifted all of your burden onto somebody else. You know, it used to be me, the owner. Now it's one person, but it does sound like you have a rotating group of, you know, who's on call at various times. So, so it's not always the same person that's getting burned out. Yeah. Sorry. The other thing is before I forgot, um, my favorite saying is your lack of time management does not become my emergency. So whereas before, if it was maybe a caregiver, forgot about an appointment or a client needed last minute service because they didn't plan something accordingly. Obviously emergencies happen and that's different, but that's where that setting that expectation and those setting those boundaries really comes into play. Because for us, if I'm on my way to the gym or I'm in the middle of spending time with my family, I'm not necessarily going to stop what I'm doing anymore to aid to something that could have been prevented or it could have been handled earlier because somebody didn't plan accordingly. So are you trying to tell me that it's okay when a, you know, client calls and demands something immediately or a caregiver calls and that kind of thing that you don't always say yes every single time? I'm saying emergencies are different, but I am saying if a client's family 
decides they want to go out to dinner and they need help to watch their their mother or dad and we don't have somebody appropriate, it's okay to say no. And here's why. What if we don't have anybody who physically is able to do it? These are human beings. They are not, our caregivers are not sitting in a room waiting to be called to go to work. They have lives, they have families, they have other jobs. So we're not going to risk the safety of a client if we don't have somebody appropriate. Um, even in the, yes, we're dealing with a staffing shortage, but this is for us, it's, it's, this is the way this industry always is. We're not going to jeopardize someone's care and send somebody who's ill-equipped and going to maybe hurt the client because they're not trained properly because they don't have the right experience or they're going to hurt themselves or we're going to have just a bigger problem. So it is okay to say no. It's okay to set those expectations with the families. Yeah, perfect. And I think that's a really, really important message. And I mean, as a business owner myself, I am like, oh, we can do that. We can do that. We can do that. And I, I get myself driven into the same thing. So I think I'm going to be buying a couple of Howard Schultz books myself after this. <laughs> It's, it's not easy to say no. It, mm-hmm. You don't want to say no, but sometimes it's what's best for the person and for the business. Got it. Okay. So every episode of Home Care Heroes, whether it starts with, we're talking about websites and social media, or we're talking about, you know, we have Steve the Hurricane talking about special, you know, nerd clients or whatever, you know, that the topic is, it always comes down to caregivers. And I mean, the battle of our industry is, you know, hiring and retaining the best caregivers. So how does this world of setting your boundaries and that kind of thing translate into like hiring the right caregivers and kind of setting expectations there and things like mm-hmm. that? So again, there's thousands of agencies and you should see some of the people that walk in our office. And I can't believe some people are hired at other agencies or other companies. We're very thorough. We're very, uh, when it comes to references, we only accept business references. We will not talk to your mom your sister, your friend, obviously they're going to say what we want to hear. So that's where we start. Obviously we want people who want to be here for the right reasons. And that's something we really try to hone in on right away is why, why are you here? What's your goals? Are you going to be here for a few weeks until you find something else? Or are you in nursing school? And really this is going to help you evolve as a person as, um, but the why there, the why I always come back to the why with everything we do, but why are you here? What are your long-term goals? So I try to understand that from the beginning. Um, references are really big, probably one of the biggest pieces of recruiting. Uh, again, we're only going to talk to business references and we want to actually talk to, we want to get in touch with the, if it's a cell phone, we want to actually call the company because there's a lot of loopholes in, in how people can get hired. Right. Um, background checks, obviously we do that and that's through the Illinois department of public health. Uh, but we also use a secondary tool as well. Um, we drug test on hire. And then we reserve the right to drug test throughout the tenure with us. So if you're, if we have suspicion of something and we, we reserve that right to drug test anytime, Mm -hmm. um, but more than anything, and I think this is why we've been so good with hiring is we are very involved. We are very supportive. So we tell people our onboarding, our, we don't have a recruiting team. Our team is called, um, onboarding and employee success because we want you to be here for a while. We want you to feel part of a bigger piece, not just a caregiver. Um, And in fact, we don't even call our caregivers caregivers. They're called pearls. And the reason they're called pearls is because every pearl is unique. Every pearl is special. And you have to shuck a lot of oysters to find that perfect pearl. 
So we try to treat everybody with dignity, with respect, and let them feel really supported. We're on site quite a bit checking in. What do you need? Do you need more training? Do you need more guidance? You look burnt out. Do you need some time off? And that's really helped us from a from a longevity standpoint. Um, people don't typically leave us for other agencies. They typically leave because of life changes, because they graduated and they're going to be a nurse or they moved. Um, but that's also contributed to the work-life balance. People want to work. They want to work for us. And they're typically, you know, we have good relationships for the most part with most of our team members. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so listen, I mean, you've had this great success. I think we've covered, I mean, so many things, you know, your journey. And this was a struggle for you. It's something that you're passionate about. We we didn't really hit it head on, but I mean, you've you've come up with, you know, you didn't call your um, your agency, you know, Arlington Heights Home Care. You called it for Papa's sake. I bet that that name has had an impact in the, you know, even in the early days of, you know, hey, which agency do I don't want to choose? You know, the one with the, you know, the the generic name or yours. You call your your caregivers. You call them pearls. You talk about, you know, why are you here? You know, uh, it's all about the heart. It's a passion project and you've made it something that you could really, you know, benefit from. And that becomes part of your culture and why you're you're getting so many inquiries and you've really, you know, learned how to stick to your boundaries by growing your staff and you've gotten some great results from outside. So I think that um, people are going to come away with a real lot from this podcast. So why don't we move into a wrap up phase? So I think couple of things that we just want to highlight one more time and tell me if I have these right. So we definitely want to recommend these two books from Howard Schultz. And I think I might have them out of order, but one is called, it's, uh, it's all, it's not about coffee. And the other one is called pour your heart into it. So a little bit of the pouring. So we have like the little Starbucks reference in, in both of them, but those sound great, like great books. Um, just out of curiosity, if, if somebody was going to start with one book and then move to the other, do you know which one uh, to do first? So I think from an agency standpoint, I mean, they're both really great from an agency standpoint. I loved, it's not about the coffee because I think for us, I always translated it to, it's not about the caregiving. It's about the people. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's about who's, who's in your industry, your agency, who's, who's running it, whether it's the management, the caregivers, it's about the people. And at the end of the day, that's what an agency is about. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And then I guess, um, you know, people are going to, I think, really enjoy this and they're going to resonate and they're they're going to take your advice and they're going to go get the Howard Schultz books and, and think about their staff and things like that. But I mean, come on, you're the uh, the number one agency in the country as named by Home Care Pulse and things like that. Would you be okay if, if somebody did want to get in touch with you and ask for a piece of advice on something? Um, I'd love it. I think at the end of the day, we're all in this together. If I can't help a family, I want to be able to refer a family out to an agency that I really feel confident that they're going to get amazing care with. So if you need help outside of the Arlington Heights area, I'd still <laughs> love to be able to help because I think these are elders. They are human beings and they deserve to be treated and cared for in the utmost respect. And I want to be able to help agencies either. If you're starting up, let me help you. I, I was there. Let me help you piece together those really important pieces when you're starting out, or maybe you're, you're, you are at that phase in your agency where you've grown so much and you just can't handle any more business and you're at wit's end and you can't breathe. Let me help you find that work-life balance because it's not easy. And maybe an outsider's perspective can help you 
streamline a lot of your processes and find some areas for improvement. Fantastic. Well, that's very, very generous of you. And, um, you know, and I think it, it kind of talks to your culture and your why and your heart and how you've done all this. So I think, I mean, if it's okay, what I'll do is I'll share that your email is Becky at for Papa's sake. So that's spelled out F-O-R-P-A-P-A-S-S-A-K-E.com. And so that's how they could reach you. And I think this is going to be a, a gem and people are really going to enjoy this. So thank you for being part of uh, today's episode of Home Care Heroes. Thank you so much. It was, it was a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for joining us today on the Home Care Heroes podcast. Home Care Heroes is produced by Ancoda, the software for the heroes of home care. You can listen to back episodes by visiting forhomecareheroes.com. That's the number four, then the words homecareheroes.com.